The Holy Gospel according to John, chapter 13. Glory to you, O Lord. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, At our house, we are always moving in so many different directions, uh, and I am losing it sometimes, but people are coming and going and on the way to appointments and school and work and who knows what else, running errands. So when I have to run to the store for something, I'm grateful to have a couple of older kids who can keep an eye on things for me and keep an eye on their siblings. But before I go, of course, I have to remind them, now don't open the door for anyone. No candy, no fighting. Take care of each other. I trust them not to burn the place down. So far, so good. But as parents, we still worry, right? We wonder what's going on when I'm not there. Is everybody getting along? Did they make a mess? Are they safe? We want to know, how do we do it? We trust them. We have to trust them if we want to go anywhere. We trust them to do the right thing because we've shown them what to do. We've taught them. We've walked them through it. How to care for the siblings how to eat the right foods, how to uh, care for their bedrooms and their bodies and each other. So as parents, we've made this effort to teach and lead by example. We try to speak with kindness and show them what responsibility looks like. And of course, no one's ever perfect. We've messed it up. And we know they will make mistakes too. That's part of it. But we've also taught them that we can solve problems together We can forgive one another when we mess it up. They can't become us. They're going to find their own way to do things. I know that. So we've tried to teach them our way in this way for a reason. So that they would be self-sufficient. That they would be kind. That they would be responsible. And not burn the place down. It's the model that Jesus used to show God's love in the world. We see it as he's calling others to follow him. He teaches them a love like this, demonstrating acts of healing, helping, feeding, advocacy, justice even, inclusion. He's showing them how to walk like him, how to follow him. So at the supper, just before uh, he was to go to the cross, Jesus gathered his friends and they shared that meal, that Passover meal. He lowered himself to clean their feet right there at the table. He performed for them an act of loving service, one that they would not have expected from their teacher, the one in authority. He's anointed them maybe even for what lies ahead. 
He predicted Peter's denial and the betrayal by one of his own. As we read the story, Judas exits stage right. He's been identified as the one who will give Jesus up to the authorities. And now he's gone out into the night to do what it is he's going to do. It's here that Jesus picks up this speech to his disciples, telling them what must take place next. He's told people already that he's going somewhere to another place, somewhere they cannot go, somewhere they cannot follow. And some of the Jewish leaders wondered out loud if he was going to kill himself. They were confused. See, Jesus was trying to explain to to them in a way that they could hear, in a way that they could understand about what was to take place. And now the hour had come. It was time. So we're gathered here tonight, and this night called Maundy Thursday. Kids, listen up. It's not Monday Thursday. It's not Muddy Thursday. It's Maundy. Can you say Maundy Thursday? It comes from a Latin word. Maybe you know this, folks, of uh, mandatum, mandate. We hear that word mandate in there. It means command, right? And we hear Jesus say, I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. And why does Jesus have to tell them this? Hasn't he shown them what to do? Why does he have to give a new commandment? They have enough commandments, don't they? Well, he's saying goodbye to his friends. He's going to be leaving them alone for a little while, and he's getting ready to go to the cross. So he's preparing them. He's saying goodbye. In John's Gospel, we call this the farewell discourse. Jesus is going to leave the disciples alone for a little while. And while he's gone, he expects them to do some things. Not to burn the place down. To behave in the way that he has shown them. To be his representatives, even, in his absence. And we don't need to imagine how that's going to go. They won't always get it right either. But remember when you were young and you, your parents told you, you better be on your best behavior. Immediately impossible, right? Oh, you'd try. You would sit there on your hands trying to bite your tongue, not going to act out. You're not going to mess this up. But seconds later, be straining to contain yourself just from testing that out. We do the same thing. We do the same thing to Jesus, too. We want to love each other. We want to. We know we should. People who don't go to church know what they should be doing. But people get on our nerves. They do a bit. Uh, We want to love each other, but we also want our own way. We want to do things our way. We don't want to get our hands too dirty. We don't want to get too involved. We don't want to make anybody mad if we do it wrong. A lot of excuses. We've got a list of them. But we're still bound by this commandment that Jesus gives us, all right? Right? Aren't we? Jesus says, you're supposed to love each other. And we go, okay, well, I guess we're supposed to love others more than we love ourselves. Is that right? Less than we love ourselves? We, we, we get those confused, too. Jesus gives this command because he needs to. He knows we need to hear this. Luther Seminary Bible scholar Caroline Lewis calls this an essential injunction for the disciples to know and feel Jesus' presence while he's gone. Jesus needs them to know that even when he's not right there with them, 
When he goes away from them, his presence remains. Not like a, a nanny cam hiding in the corner, spying on those kids who I leave alone for 10 minutes to snitch on their bad behavior, but to remain tethered to these beloved ones that he's been with for the past three years. He needs them to know that they are not alone when things get rough, because they're going to. And when they're afraid, when blood gets spilled even, he wants them to be bound together by the love they've learned from him. A love like this will get them through whatever comes. So this word is for us, and we receive this command in faith, knowing that we are his followers too and are in need of Jesus' presence with us because the world is a scary place. Just this week, we've heard enough scary stories in the news to know we need to love each other better. The world tempts us to look only after ourselves, to feed our own desires, to care for others, because it's a nice, noble thing to do, but only when absolutely necessary. Jesus doesn't suggest that loving others is a good idea. He commands. He commands them to love just as I have loved you. Because it will be vital for their survival. A love like this will be required, and it still is today. When we hear of mass shootings or threats of war or political battles that drive us apart, put people already suffering in more danger. We need love like this. We need to hear this new command and know that Jesus has already lowered himself to feed us, to wash us, even to die for us so that we don't have to be afraid of whatever comes, whatever the world throws at us. And we can give our lives for the sake of others every day in big ways and small ways. We can feed them, wash them, serve them without reservation. And as we do, we go with the disciples into the community, confident in the love that Jesus has already given, knowing that our love is not going to match that. We only love because he has loved us first. But we go with them to be a light for the world, to go and show that we are his disciples too, to testify to the life-giving power of our Lord. And we might, we might in our best moments, show others what a love like Jesus' love looks like. Not because we're superheroes, not because following this law just comes naturally, not because it's easy. We're going to screw it up for sure. But because following Jesus is this constant cycle of repentance and forgiveness, service and sacrifice and learning and leadership and giving and receiving. It's not our love that we're giving. It's Jesus' love that we show to one another every time we show up and we pray together or share a ride or a moment or a memory and we remind each other why we're here, what we do and how we love so well. We're not Jesus, of course. According to Caroline Lewis again, she says the self-sacrifice of Jesus' love cannot be replicated any more than God's love for the world can be matched by ours. We can't do it. To care for the community of faith, to love one another in whatever way we can is to remember how Jesus has loved us. 
what the word has done and how the Lord has shown up for us. So we wash someone's feet. We remember why we need Jesus who has washed us in the waters of baptism. When we come to the Lord's table, we don't have a full meal, but a taste of the grace and new life that Jesus has given us. When we are sent to serve, we remember that he has served us by giving his life for the sake of the whole world. When we love like Jesus, we remember that we need Jesus all the more. So tonight we'll wash feet. We'll give our gifts. We'll come to the table to taste his life-giving love once more. Then we'll remember again his humiliation, his suffering, his painful death, and the things that he did for us that we cannot do for ourselves. His hour of love that changed our lives and our world for eternity. We'll look for him. We'll see him in a love like this. Amen. Amen.